0: Hi guys and welcome back to You're on Crackmate, the podcast where we delve into films, television series and whatever it takes our fancy really. Analyzing and reviewing them to the point where we've been told flat out, you're on crack mate. This week I'm hosting my first transatlantic episode of You're on Crackmate. Joining me here in Ireland are Dave Curtin and Anna Simpson, welcome back guys. Thanks for having us Sean.
1: Hello, good to be back.
0: Woo! And also joining me is Mike LeDuc from across the pond, welcome back, how are you today? I am well, thank you. How are you? I am not bad at all. No, that's a lie. Okay, right. Here's truth. So, right to both my listeners out there, you're getting the freshest take. <sighs> so we're doing troll two. Uh, <laughs> he does mean do. Um, I have thoughts. I have thoughts. I have emotions. I have opinion anyone is looking for a deep dive on this film about the background and the story or everything this might not be the episode for you this is going to be a lot of me crying um, and I'm going to read out some not all because it gets like, I'd be cancelled in a moment but some of the reactions I was having while, while watching this film but what I will say straight away is Mike I blame you entirely for what I'm feeling right now because you suggested this film you're welcome
2: I have to say, there was a double. I wanted this film too, uh, because I b- truly believe that this is like our generation's Citizen Kane. This is a masterpiece.
3: Are you Orson Welles? Or are you drunk right now?
2: I'm not Orson Welles, and that's all I'm gonna answer to answer. <laughs>
3: well, half the pie's at least finished.
2: <laughs> but, uh, like I have to say, the one of the best parts about watching this film for this podcast was I was driving a long distance today and I pulled into a petrol station and I looked at my phone and I think Sean had been watching the film for 20 minutes and there were 77 text messages on my phone from Sean just blow by blow about how frustrated and angry and emotional and upset and distraught he was at watching this.
1: It was a live WhatsApp reaction second by second it was really quite yeah, something to read it's a novel <laughs> which I think is what Sean's about to go into isn't it I,
0: I, I'll go into it a bit there's yeah there's 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 things I can't legally say um, <laughs> but um, like what <laughs> Um, okay so is there a plot to this film no actually Joey I think there is there is a plot, the plot. Is a plot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there is a plot
1: yeah there is a plot
2: <laughs> um, uh, or this film <laughs> yes. um,
1: and bad movies. <laughs> yes, and ba- I,
2: what I love about this quote-unquote plot is that it was written as a hate letter to vegetarians. Yeah, genuinely,
0: that's one thing I I couldn't understand. Was this film pro meat or against no. meat?
1: No, so, no, it was against vegetarians. Vegetarian so it was pro meat, technically, I suppose. By by, you know. By a process of elimination, it's program. So there's a
2: brilliant documentary that this is how I got introduced to the film anyway. It's a brilliant documentary called Best Worst Movie. And it made me want to watch the film. And they interview the writer and director, a husband and wife team. Now, the reason why you struggle to discover is there a plot or not is because the writer is an Italian woman who barely speaks a word of English, wrote it in English, and refused to alter the script when the english-speaking cast said here this actually makes more sense if we say it like this um but the reason she wrote the script was because a lot of her friends had turned vegetarian and her words they started to really piss her off so that's why she wrote this film and the, the where the essentially so-called plot comes from
0: i i uh, um i would. Like do you know what? Fair play to this woman. She was so angered by vegetarianism that they went and made a movie, which is that's that's. And also, w- w- we're forgetting that Troll Two is of course the latest instalment in the behemoth. Troll. No, there is a Troll One, but it's nothing to do with this film.
1: Nope. Utterly it... standalone. Yeah. Like this Troll Two was... is standalone. It was originally supposed to be called Goblins. Yep.
0: Yeah. Which, which I would make. St- a slight amount of sense
1: well it makes more sense because they never trolls. They there never are no trolls, trolls in troll 2 they are all referred to as goblins and constantly actually Ooh. you know so
3: I, I i disagree i think the film entirety is nothing but a troll <laughs>
1: <laughs> good point well made
0: well played well played uh <laughs> I'm I I'm concerned about how much dead air is going to come out of my uh side of this conversation for this podcast because I'm still I'm still dealing with what I've seen. Well, um, I think maybe
1: maybe a good place to start would be as the documentary title suggests. This is supposedly according to IMDb the mm-hmm. worst film ever made. It has the lowest rating on their like 100 worst films. It comes top as the worst it's film. It's
2: number 1 of the bottom 100 worst
1: films, if that makes sense.
0: I think yeah like just before I came out of this I just had a quick look on IMDb it's like 2.9 which is actually not far off Cats actually uh,
2: that's gone up since the release of the documentary uh, nice it used uh, to be it used uh, to be zero it used it? to be zero and it also no it used to be something like one, 1. 1.2 or something like that uh, but it used to be zero on Rotten Tomatoes it used to actually have 0% uh, it now has something like 6% and it's only on the back of the documentary and the kind of the cult following this film has
0: be- because to to- it is It's 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 like the room. It's like, you know, you get together oh with your friend and, you know, you kind of, well, I mean, well, this is why, so this is what, you know, to explain why I did my live, uh, well, you can call it a tweetathon, but my live WhatsAppathon while I was doing this is that I did not want to feel like I was alone watching this movie. <laughs> Imagine
3: if Tommy Wasso was in Troll too
0: He probably oh is.
1: I'm surprised he wasn't part of the creative team to be honest He was
3: the writer yeah. 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 yeah He's a ghost writer for Troll 2 Ha 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 Because
1: I, I think he definitely hates vegetarians We met the man and I, I, I don't think he'd like vegetarians either So Yeah he's a strange trouble uh,
3: fine
0: man <laughs> he's,
2: no, he's a, Do you know I bet you he was an extra And that's where he got to start He's a strange yeah. trouble
0: Oh sorry
1: wouldn't need the prosthetics. Nope. <laughs>
2: the looks, he looks like a melted candle with, sa- with uh, sunglasses. And a long... Hang on,
0: I'm just going to let Tommy Wozoe into the chat now. Um, just. <laughs> um... Oh hi Sean. <laughs> oh hi Doggy.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh hi Dave. I did not oh. heat her. I did not heat her. But uh, anyway, uh, wrong this, movie. We need to focus this on this. shit Also, just
0: in case yeah, yeah. anyone listening cares, spoilers um like we will we will be discussing i guess you could call it spoilers um
1: i think it's okay though to do spoilers for this one because you're not really watching it for the cliffhanger moments that's true 30 years old like
0: let's 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 be on where's it gone you're watching it for this
3: Ladies and gentlemen, Independence Day three.
0: <laughs> I was surprised how early uh-huh. in the film that that cuts because I imagine that a lot of people, a lot of people know that scene, right? So it's always in you know list of worst yeah. films or whatever. That's the scene they use. Although, in fairness to Troll Two, there's so many more scenes than that that could be used as examples of best.
2: The hospitality scene. Oh my...
0: Is, oh my... Oh my God! Yeah. Mm, oh. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, to, just, just as a bit of context, the hospitality scene, they go in and... I mean, it's so hard to explain some of this without sounding like you're in some kind of Oh, you are. Dream. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, there's no way to watch this film unless you're in an altered state of mind with some substance inside you because it just... It is so bizarre. But they they arrive in the town the main character the boy he Joshua he is his invisible his imaginary friend is his dead granddad and they arrive to they're doing a house swap with these weird well
0: zombies. I called them the Sawyer family from Rembrandt Texas Chainsaw Rembrandt. Massacre Rembrandt. um because that's what they reminded me of straight away uh, yeah. I called them neighbors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're vacationing to a place called Nilbog. Nilbog. Oh, Ooh. guess what that is backwards. Oh
3: my God. Virginia.
2: Uh, <laughs> but they, basically the grandpa, uh, the granddad, he uh, freezes time so that the family, that so that the son has 30 seconds to come up with a way to stop the family.
0: And then the son just prances away for about 29 seconds. Gets up on a chair and, okay, the the camera cuts away because, yep. I mean, oh my God. So basically, uh, uh, yeah, thank you. Decency I don't know if, I'm worried that I struggled to think of the title for that. But, like, we, we are led to believe that he urinates all over the food. And, uh, uh, I'm no, Dave, you go on. I'm still, my brain is still melted over this
2: so yeah no, that's exactly what he does and initially he wasn't going to initially what he was going to do was uh, just stomp all over it or something and the director goes uh, who is absolutely insane anyway he says uh, no no you piss all over you piss all over so he just pisses all over the food now that thankfully is off camera but then the next scene is the dad with the son carrying him like a sack of spuds over his shoulder marching him up to his room Right, and he like throws his son on the bed, and in this really weirdly pedo erotic scene just starts play- fiddling with his belt, and he's going like,
1: "You're forgetting the dialogue, Dave." What was the, what makes was the it? Hospitality he goes, line. "He goes, you don't piss on hospitality." You don't piss on hospitality. You and know then not food down there. What? Yeah. Oh, oh no, no,
2: it was like the, all, all the doors had names on them, and it was like, mm. you know what these names mean? They mean hospitality.
1: You don't piss on hospitality." And then he throws the kid on the bed, and the kid's like. What are you going to do to me daddy yeah. which is a horrible yeah, that was so weird. and it's he's undoing his belt and I thought he was going to beat him but then he goes I'm going to do up my belt tighter because I'm going to be so hungry and so is your sister and so is your mother we're going to go hungry tonight because of you <laughs> it's like what is this strange discipline <laughs> is going
3: <no. laughs> Can we just take a moment, though, to rewind to the moment that he's going around the table? This kid has the ability to freeze time. (laughs) That's never explained. That's, like, one of the greatest loopholes in this film. He freezes time. But that's his
1: granddad who does that. That's the dead granddad.
3: That's his grandfather. So the dead can freeze time.
1: Yeah, but the dead. History's I mean, off. if you're gonna go into that, the dead grandpa, whenever he pops up, he sometimes is corporeal and can punch goblins in the face. Yeah,
0: that that, in yeah, fairness, like is my one problem with the, he, the plot of he? this film is that there's just a slight inconsistency with the rules of the dead. Um, otherwise, it's that that's it. Yeah, it's the continuity, yeah. isn't it? Really? <laughs> oh <hell> yeah. <laughs> I I just think like so there are. I I will not be using the word actor from this point on. There are some uh, humans in this film who I think chose to be in this film. And there are some humans who are in this film that I think to this day don't know that they're in this film. And I think the grandfather is one of the latter. We call those survivors, Sean.
1: Well, an interesting thing that, again, it more came up from the documentary watching it. Genuinely, if you're baffled by Troll 2, and actually, even if you've never seen Troll 2, the documentary is actually quite sweet. All of the, nearly all the cast who you see, your lead actors, actually auditioned to be extras just because it was being filmed in their hometown. And then they were given lead roles. The dad, for example, huh. um, is actually a dentist. George, George, Kelly, George I think something, it was Kelly. He's actually a... Re- yeah yes, he's a really right. sweet guy actually he comes off really well in the documentary as he's just chuffed he was in a movie he's got no qualms about how terrible he was he knows it he says it it's terrible
2: and he fucking owns it like he yeah. really owns it like in the documentary he goes around to signings and he's like Can you see too? it's the worst film ever made and he's so proud
1: of that title yeah um but yeah most of them not all of them but most of them were extras they already wanted to be extras and they were cast so that tells you a lot there aren't many actors strictly speaking
2: the in only this film. actor is the, the grandfather mom. yeah
1: He's oh well a the, th- mother th- the, claim. the mother claims mama eyeballs is what her. i call oh, so that, it. that woman that
2: that who mama eyeballs
1: she's the scariest thing in it look I, Genuinely. i'll be honest with you and this is going to sound very like
2: me, but it, it's very i find it very hard to, after watching the documentary i i'm i'm gonna refrain from slagging her even though there's so much to do there's so many many reasons to make fun of her but if you watch that documentary that woman is mentally ill oh okay so all right sick, okay right.
3: So,
2: yeah. yeah 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 she's yeah so I, i'd actually like i mean do you know yes there are many reasons to do it but you kind of go mm, probably not your fault probably the actual voices actually
3: possibly make the argument that the manner in which she thought the film would be received and the manner in which it actually was could have destroyed her career and that could have had a mental toll on her
2: well that is true but um she is this was this film was released in 1990 uh the documentary we watched was released in 2009 and she still believes she can make it, and she still she's still quite she thinks of it quite highly, doesn't she?
1: Uh, well, she thinks of her performance yeah, her quite film. highly. No, I, she I, I, saw, I, else. I yeah. saw that. I
3: was one of the things I watched. I watched that earlier, in fact, right yeah. before this. And the one thing I did note, and that's why I said what I said, was she's got like a despondent personality, where everything else was completely and utterly fine on her part it's the reality is torn away. Mm. It's one of those things that like a survivor of a car crash where everybody else dies. Mm -hmm. She's still trapped in that moment. She doesn't know how to disassociate from anything else.
2: That's a very good point, actually. Yeah, Um, like if I was a much worse person than I am, there are many things I'd say about her, but once I saw her kind of, uh, well, it was 11 years ago now, I kind of went. Oh, yeah. That stuff was there when she was acting. That's st- a lot of that stuff was there, and I'd say probably absolutely got exacerbated by the critical shitting. On well, that, I just, uh, I just want to pick up on something
0: you said there, Mike. Um, I think that what you said should be the tagline for the film. It's like this survived in a car crash, and everything else died, and. <laughs> I I, w- I, say. I would like to think that there was some horrible accident somewhere and from the ruins and from the wreckage somebody pulled out the master tape of Troll 2.
3: That's why I legitimately say anybody that watches this movie, you're not watching this movie, you're surviving this movie. <laughs> it, it's, the, the equivalent is um, going to a play, but the play is done and writ by people who, one, don't speak the native language, and two, have never worked on a play in their life. So you're getting a genuine experience. You're getting a raw performance. You're getting a sense of creativity, but it's not necessarily going to hit all the tones that you necessarily look for when you're going to this play.
0: Well, I mean, I definitely agree, because I feel like, um, and Anna, I will definitely ask your opinion on that. Anna is the captain of all things theater. Uh, But also, everything, in this film, from the performances, to the effects, to everything else. I assume nobody made a joke about be- there being a second take, or a third take. I presume this was just like, well, listen, we've got an hour left on this video camera. Go, 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 go. Because that's what it feels like. Because I, I, I t- one of my early reactions was, this is a line reading. Yes, this 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 is not a performance. This is they <laughs> like either somebody's standing off camera with uh cue cards, because I, I had also I'd seen that point before about that no no, they were rigidly had to stick to the script and they couldn't change anything. But uh Jesse Spano, as I called the character, uh the the, the sister character, um Holly, I think. So Jesse I Spano is, is uh idea. is not the greatest But uh, there's moments where you feel like she's trying. And then there's 90 minutes where you feel like she isn't.
1: (laughs) I think she was trying. I mean, it's interesting. Again, she totally acknowledges how terrible she was in it. Um, And she is actually an actor still, I believe, or at least trying trying to be. Um, But yeah, her first scene, Dill, well, all of them, but particularly her first scene where the boyfriend sneaks in. On the
0: widest ladder in the world. (laughs)
1: Huh. <laughs> yes, all yeah. well, his friends are there. It's all landed the standard of American ladder, ladder I assure you. <laughs> <It's> weird. <laughs> oh, really? <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> made for, made for, for the
3: Huckier Utah pervert. Paw pervert.
1: <laughs> 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 but even like, but even their introduction, I mean, even before her performance, you get, you know, she's introduced through this gratuitous bloody shot of her lying lifting weights in the highest cut 80s leotard you've ever seen dripping in sweat and her mum just weirdly like there's no reason for that moment her mum opens the door we get all these close-ups of her lifting these weights wearing you know you can see the outline of her labia (laughs) through the leotard and the mum just smiles closes the door that's my girl (laughs) it's like that's my girl working out at nine o'clock at night or whatever doing her weights
2: in her room she has my ovaries (laughs) it was really so it was so it was
1: yeah yeah but then you actually but then she opens her mouth and you go oh no and i totally i agree with everything you're saying there sean about it sounding like a line reading the the main issue i think with a lot of the actors and i use that with you can hear the inverted commas in my tone um is that they aren't acting in fact this is a fantastic film to show you acting is not as easy as a lot of people think Mm. it is they think you stand up there know your lines and say it Don't you? that's what this looks like yeah this is what happens that's what happens when you do this. And, you know, it's the most monotonous, and she's particularly bad for it, I think. It's sometimes the most monotonous, emotionless, bizarre delivery that, that I've possibly ever heard <laughs> in a film ever. And we were talking about Keanu Reeves and Dracula, so it D- really is saying D- something. D- I, I, I think for you so watch
0: the topic. two of these two things. Okay. If you just watched all of just his scenes in Dracula, say everything else was cut out, right? Just his scenes, not even the dialogue, just him. It's still about a million miles better than this if you yes. watch
3: them both oh. try by
0: side <laughs> you'd therapy by the end of the day <laughs>
1: like, you'd the be blind is, like, by the yes, end of the day yes this is
2: objectively or subjectively a bad film it's terrible it's awful it's... no 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 you can yeah. go objectively, objectively it's, know, it's just in general a bad film but I think myself and Anna when we were watching it um, one of the things we were saying was that like the Room is so bad, as is really, really bad as well. I know, because we made this comparison earlier. The Room was really, really bad as well. But there's something about it that you kind of keep coming back mm. to. You keep watching. You watch it again and again because it's hilariously bad. This film is just bad. And every single thing about it is terrible. Like, the, the, the costume, the camera work, the uh, scripts, the direction everything
0: is bad it makes no sense I, the I, word I, is pain yeah <laughs> like I think but so here we are we're 30 years on now and we're talking about Troll 2 and it's not a film that we've plucked from obscurity and said I, I think it'd be funny to share this this is a rem- as you said that this is a remembered film this does the circuits in a way like people recognize the actors in it I just slipped up and used the word mm-hmm. um people um there's a documentary about it this is in some ways it is a beloved film uh and i can i can see i can i can see why it might be special to some people because because of you know how silly it is you know i i think about it while its quality is obviously it is what it is but when you think of you know friday part 42 and you know Halloween seven hundred nine. Let's get Halloweener. You know some some of these one. some of these <laughs> sequels are loved in their own right, and <laughs> Troll Two is loved in its own right. Um, Those two words are never together. Love and Troll oh. Two, no. Or right, there's nothing <laughs> right about it. Fair but. point. Yeah.
1: I think it's rather than beloved. I I know what you mean because of the cult following, but rather than beloved, I think it's more as infamous. <laughs> <Feared>. <laughs> How terrible it is and, and it and yeah, it's more and also I will point out and and I could be I could be wrong, I don't have the facts to back me up here, but it's just from watching that documentary in particular, it seems to be more have that cult following in the states than it say it does in the UK yeah, or, or Ireland so, yeah. or you know. I had never heard of it before it was suggested for this podcast, so I kind of came in totally haha <laughs> green to um this film see what nice. i said oh, um, no i can confirm <laughs> but uh, i can so, confirm your, your assertion yeah.
3: that it is more popular in the states in okay. canada it it seems to be a north American mentality of let's just
0: suffer <laughs> <laughs> Let i was having a good this. day today <laughs> 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 better put on troll Two. Yeah.
1: maybe maybe it's a reaction against all those hollywood happy endings it's like i'm going to put myself through this film instead <laughs> it's I, I blame calvin I
2: trump that's us watch two as penance. <laughs> essentially, it's Calvinism.
3: It's let's get out the old stick and weed and beat ourselves because we <laughs> ate ourselves, essentially.
0: Um oh. I'm, st- I'm still <laughs> really this is not fake. I am still really and it's not because I hate it. I, in no way did I hate this film. I am glad I have seen it. I
2: Can I ask you, Sean, did you enjoy watching it though?
0: I enjoyed reacting to it.
2: Yeah. That that was the same as me and that was the same as Anna. Uh Mike, what about you? Did you enjoy reacting to it?
3: The first time I watched it, about five minutes into it, I was questioning why the fuck I was watching
2: it. And then ten minutes after
3: after, that and then about ten minutes in, I was legitimately questioning the sanity of the director. (laughs) And about fifteen minutes in I just enjoyed the rest of the ride. At this point it's like watching a car crash.
2: exactly and i think that is one of the beauties of this film like it is an absolutely terrible film but it you will laugh so much and it's not a a film that you're kind of like a comedy where you're laughing with the film you are absolutely it's a beautiful schadenfreude laugh at it point your finger and laugh at how terrible it is
3: the greek tragedy itself
2: (laughs) the greeks had art this film has no art (laughs) i
0: think it's the choruses understand pain yeah (laughs) it's like it's it's oddly paced well i i felt i you don't get bored you're kind of the whole thing is something is happening not saying it's a good thing that's happening all the way through but there's always something to watch even if it's you know the a child with disassociative personality disorder who um <laughs> you know is speaking to the wizard of oz in the mirror and um you have yeah jesse spano with her i was i was debating whether or not to say this so jesse spano's boyfriend is clearly somewhere on the spectrum of not being a fully heterosexual man
1: oh god yes, um, <laughs> yes. i mean i mean <laughs> Who brings all of their friends when he's meant to be going on holiday with his girlfriend in a drive-along camper van with one bed and then snuggles up with his friend semi-clad? You know, that's the scene we got in on there. There
2: was this weird thing. It was like, I mean, you know, like I, I've been been away on, on trips and all, and you're kind of like, oh, there's a shortage of bed space or whatever. So I uh, just hop in the bed, whatever, and just go to sleep, right? This was not like that. This was like, they were cut legitimately naked and cuddling the boyfriend was drying on the backside of his friend oh david <laughs> i you, you can oh. cut that in if you want i told you i just <laughs> but like it was just it was so homoerotic
3: he was going through an experimental I think, phase I think... experimental phase on his
2: way to see, on his way to see hey
3: every see everybody she was, was the experiment point. i mean there you go she was <laughs> the expert it's not
2: gay it's, it's
1: not
3: it's not gay if it's with my <laughs> mate
0: <laughs> well, and you know, like in all slasher films, um, you know those the ones who sleep together die, and you know they are picked off one by one. You know, and so it's just following the laws of slasher films. You really, found the plot. Um, oh my God. yeah, yes. I'll tell you, this is actually yeah the deepest dive.
1: You found yeah, you found a motif. F*cking yeah. hmm? hell, who knew? I tell you,
0: yeah. I'm settling a bit now. I'm looking into a deeper. Um, Someone, I and that's what the
2: boyfriend oh did. to the friend. There's so many jokes here. I'm just saying. I...
1: <laughs>
0: behave, actually, don't behave. It is impossible to talk about this film seriously. Obviously, no. oh.
1: it, but I agree with you in terms of the pace of it. Terms, you know, there was always something surprise, but there was also also there was always something surprising happening. It did surprise me <laughs> with various turns because, like. Who saw that the druidess weird witch person was going to make herself hot and young go seduce your man with a corn corn on the cob? What on earth? Like that Uh, bizarre, bizarre scene where she goes, turns up with her sexy lingerie and a corn on the cob in her belt and (laughs) and he says he wants popcorn And they have then suddenly they're kissing and making out and actual popcorn starts popping everywhere as they're both chewing on each end like some weird lady in the tramp on the corn on the cob. And let's say the euphemism or the metaphor or the symbolism there of popping corn ain't exactly subtle.
2: And I'm just going to say for everyone listening that what Anna is saying, Anna's not... On any substance at the moment, she's not. She is not unwell and having some kind of talking in tongues. This actually happened. I'm not exaggerating the the comedic effect. Word for word, what she just
1: said. They end up buried. If you can visualise this, dear listeners, they end up buried in popcorn from the heat of their lovemaking. And
0: my (laughs)
2: favourite, my actual favourite line in the film, besides "Oh my God," was there's a scene where the camera cuts back to this pile yeah. of popcorn and your man's face comes out and he spits out popcorn and goes, no, more, popcorn. I, just love <laughs> I feel it's like that just was stupid. the actor
0: begging the director to stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> stop putting popcorn on because my head.
0: That, that's, <laughs> from that point on, he's gone. There, there, there is no and yeah. there's no yeah. kind of scene of, you know, chomping down on him as a veggie person or, or anything like that. No, he's just gone.
1: No. So He seemed to just... Be smothered by popcorn. So actually, funny enough I can actually do a
2: weird segue from what you just said there about him begging the director to stop. Be careful. So there, there's <laughs> that's why the two boys were in bed. No. Uh the there's a scene where um one of the guys, the oh my mm. god guy, is turned into a plant and he's in a pot and he has these this Bark growing out of his mouth. Yeah. Right?
0: Yes. He's the calmest. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. So the reason he has the bark in his mouth is because he was complaining about something, and I'll come back to what that something is in a second. But he was complaining about this something uh, that was happening uh, in in the production, and the director said, "Okay, I don't want to hear you anymore." And he puts this mouthpiece into your man's mouth, so he couldn't talk any longer. Right. The thing he was complaining about was in that plant pot you see him being dragged out while in this plant pot and he doesn't fall over. The reason he doesn't fall over is the crew took the actor, uh, quote unquote actors actual own pair of Converse screwed them into the pot so that they were basically nailed down and then he stood in them so that he wouldn't fall over. And he had to stand there in costume with this bloody bark mouthpiece for 14 hours. And the thing he was complaining about was the fact that he couldn't stand any longer and his legs were going to I've sink. got a good way from that. I really do.
3: No, I I really do have a good segue. was if, if you go to the other scene before his friend sees him, the transition, as Anna was saying, the popcorn scene, the infamous one from this film, um... You know that if you listen to the soundtrack, it goes to a cliche (laughs) '70s '80s porn track. Okay, so you already know the the tempo and the feel of the ball So what they're trying to allude to, and then you go all the way to this guy running to the shack, the earlier scene, if you will, and he's got this ball gag made of wood. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm
3: starting to question if this director was just an out of town porn director.
2: You watch the documentary;
3: he certainly looks like one. <laughs> he really does. As the they're just actors. They're just actors. They don't know. Oh, well,
0: I mean, as as we've in fairness, as we've discussed, there is you know, there's the boys. Obviously, we like the fact that the director is like anything goes. You've got the boys in the RV. Uh, you've got the popcorn scene. Uh, you've got the ball gag in the mouth. You've got as as Anna said the. <laughs> highly questionable <laughs> discipline from the father to the son um, and th- just literally everything that that witch does w- uh, sort of witch druidess, priestess
1: she says she's like an ancestor of druids because there's this whole they try and kind of lick the goblins and the <laughs> magic to Stonehenge, Stonehenge. Yeah. and she claims she's of. A- Druidess, Druid ancestry, and she is like walked in from another film. She is the only person attempting to act. I she... believe in it, but has walked in from. Oh a yeah, pantomime. absolutely.
0: That—that's that, what I said as well. So I was watching it, and it was like, whatever else you want to say about this actress, she is delivering it for the people in the cheap seats. She is delivering it for the people in the nosebleeds. <laughs> she could fill a stadium with her voice. Nobody would want her to, but no. M-
1: and her mad My eye God, acting. Look. The eyes look. The eyes fe- and the gurning and the... She was the
2: best actor in the By film, far. And she was dreadful. But like, she... No, actually, no, I tell you. I said I she- she know the, the, granddad. the granddad. The granddad was pretty yeah.
0: Okay, fair. He
3: was yeah. the one that was unacted through the entire film.
0: It, to this day, doesn't yes. know he was in yeah. the film.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Actually, the, that's legitimately the one who didn't know he was in the film was the shopkeeper. <laughs>
0: What is going on there? He when when he walks out from behind again, I'm not going to attempt to put any logic on this. But when he was, I remember thinking he keeps reminding me of someone. If nobody in particular, Rocky Dennis, we'll fix that one in post. Uh, <laughs> he keeps reminding me of someone, whether it's um, oh what Danny Trejo or. Um, you know, Willem Dafoe, if they had a child together. And, The Zodiac Killer. <laughs> doesn't matter where I was going with that, that, yeah, 100%. The Zodiac Killer is in Troll 2. Now we know. Uh, why did the guy in the yellow t-shirt not, why was he surprised when the milk he picked up off a shelf that was not in a fridge was solid? Come here to this thing. The, yeah, you can <laughs>
1: spice
2: the milk. Idiot, yourself.
0: cut my milk. Um, <laughs>
2: <sighs> <sighs> like the the, the shopkeeper guy, he's a bit of a he, he he's another one who has uh um, later in life develops some fairly profound mental issues. Uh but he also um he I don't he didn't have any recollection of shooting, did he? he well he
1: did. He said he walked up, asked for a role, they said come back the next day, the guy I was supposed to play the part turned up, they said you do it. Yeah, yeah but and actually I thought he was quite good, though. But I he, su- he, he well, he suited three, it in terms of... But he
0: had just left a mental facility. <laughs> yes.
1: yes. That's true, actually, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, the... why, that's why he was perfect for the well, role. And I'm assuming without permission. They
0: <laughs> say so play what you know.
3: He plays <laughs> mad perfectly. Trust me on that.
2: Oh, he
0: really did. Oh.
1: You know, but I mean, we can... The thing is, you can pick apart nearly every bloody performance, every element it, of it, every visual, at the costume... I mean, that mask... Did you guys oh, keep? Oh, the mask. None of the, yeah, yeah. None of the prosthetics were great. Obviously, none of the costuming was particularly great. But there was one goblin mask that every time it came in shot, these massive googly eyes on it. Sean, you're doing it the impression perfectly. Me, I know it, no one can uh, see it, but yeah, yes. It made me pierce myself laughing every <laughs> time because you could one, you could see the edges of it, but two, it looked like it had been baked wrong. It looked like the Matt Damon freaking puppet from you know Team America. It looked like it had come I'm out. I'm never wrong. gonna
0: not unsee that it visual. <laughs> Um,
1: yeah, it's,
0: <laughs> both films were just improved by that. Thank you. On behalf of both studios. Do you know what actually surpr hundred percent. Joe what surprised me is that when I hit play on this, the MGM logo came up. I was I was fully you know, I was, you know, penthouse or or Hustler or, or something like that, or, you know, number twelve down like the road that. studios or something like that.
2: Even something like Hammer Films, you know, that makes Schlock B yeah. movies, or something, and like
0: there, that. and there was the MGM. roaring line of MGM, and I was just like, "I've got the wrong file." No, 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 this, 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 this can't be right here. Uh, oh my goodness! Now, in first, it then immediately what? goes into you know, my mum financed this production's, you know, and you know.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Like
2: the, the smoke in the woods as the whatever w- that was. Uh, yeah, they like... clearly
1: had one smoke machine. It was just one. It was like going
2: smoking <laughs> off camera,
3: just going. The director, <laughs> because he's it Italian, let's go with a full cliche. <laughs>
0: yeah, but, yeah. I just have.
1: <sighs> and the, and you and you won like because it opens with the granddad reading the grandson. You know. Um, oh yeah, is a this a complete rip off of the,
0: the princess? It? Yeah, yeah. it totally had that vibe. Yeah. It
1: totally had that vibe about it. But you won then when the goblin disguised itself as a beautiful woman, and it turns out, you know, to seduce Peter, eat this Peter. And she had freckles on her face for some reason. That's and Gretel rip off. That's, that was...
3: That's what I thought of. The freckled, the, freckle, the kids, the youth, it ah. looked like a complete rip off. Do you think about it? They're eating people.
1: Yeah, in the Hansel woods and, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I could see that. And getting them to eat first. Okay, and... you two need to
2: stop for a second. You are putting way too deep a thought We're giving it too much credit. <laughs> they actually
1: thought that
0: yeah. through. This is actually one of the best academic <laughs> takes on the Hansel and Gretel story. I'm going to just... need alcohol now. Oh, yeah.
1: But it just it just made me laugh as soon as she came on screen. I was like, why did they bother drawing on those massively fake freckles? Like it was genuinely quite distracting. Someone
2: got a makeup pencil and just went dot 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 dot, and that was
0: it. Yeah. I don't even think they did that. Or just you know that thing where they you just kind of dabbed it. Yeah, you, you know where you kind of flick it the top of vibe. the paper. Because actually, brush. when
1: then they did a close up yeah. shot of her, they weren't rounded or anything. They were like tidy stripes. It was just Jackson Pollock. It was yeah.
0: <laughs> that could be taken so badly. <clears throat> Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think that's she exactly the way it was meant.
1: Yeah. But uh,
0: well, congratulations, guys! This is my first one hundred percent. This is getting an explicit warning at the start of this episode. Was, um, we're
2: just delighted you're gonna have such a hard time, which is ironic.
0: Editing this. <laughs> this is just play. Uh, do you know what this is? Because funnily enough, and this is more surprising than thought it would be, like. This film is PG at yeah. best. Yeah,
2: there's no blood.
0: That's nothing. the other thing. There's nothing... Uh, yeah. Just They couldn't so, afford they it. Could afford they couldn't the afford the, the ketchup. The food uh, was on sale. <laughs> I, I wonder, is that a thing? Is that a thing? It's like, you know, I have a thing of green paint. So actually, Let's make a film. You
2: know what's brilliant about this uh, is I went to try and find what the budget was for this film. Because it is, you know, did it even have one? so uh the actual budget i found was you know normally you're going to go to imdb and it has it there right but it wasn't yeah i found i found it somewhere else it was 200 grand to make this film which is someone got ripped off um but what i love about it is someone on imdb and i think it's still there at the moment has edited the budget and the budget on IMDb is $6. <laughs> that
3: sounds that sounds about right. <laughs>
2: and for a minute, I, when I looked at it, I was just, I went, ah. And I believed it completely for a second. Like, it was just, yeah, $6. Yeah, that would pay for the green dye for the... Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, between...
1: F- green food coloring yeah. and then what looks like on the, the solid foods they put together and it's luminous green it looks like a mix between mold and play-doh and and it did genuinely like when they even first come in for that that scene just before the kid literally pisses on the food and they see this spread and they go oh how generous it's like it's all luminous green why the f would you eat that
2: none <laughs> like... of, it's so funny none of the cakes what? There's loads of cakes around. None of them are baked. They're all just raw dough with icing on them.
3: That that's one of the most amazing <laughs> parts, though. The fact that no one is questioning. Oh, this food is edible. There is no way this is wrong. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. just there was that. Oh, there was. A, you know what, just while we were talking there, I I went to a calculator. I wanted to see what two hundred grand in nineteen ninety yeah. was today. It's. So it's it's not as big as you think. It's four hundred and seven thousand eight hundred and thirty dollars in U.S. dollars today, which is what three times or something. What uh, Paranormal Activity cost? And that's a
2: good. That's a good film, Mike. I mean,
0: and that's actually quite. I think because I think that 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 still has the record for it's the most successful uh, budget to take home yeah. of any film ever. Yeah, but if you because go back, it was like, so I mean, cheap four years um,
2: later, Kevin Smith wrote. Directed and filmed Clerks for like twenty seven grand. If you think about it, like, mm. no, obviously it doesn't mm. have the makeup and actually special effects. Special is the right word for the effects in this film. <laughs> but like, it just it, it, doesn't, <laughs> um, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have all that. But still, like, I mean, oh, it doesn't justify that amount.
3: It's the difference between competence and incompetence.
1: Absolutely. But I think what makes this film so special, and I, and again, I know we've made a couple of comparisons to The Room, but I think it's why they both have their cult following is you can't set out to make a film this bad and make it this brilliantly bad and this funny. It has to be done in earnest and the entire, not so much the cast, although I think at the time they were trying, but the crew to this day, the creatives and crew behind it still think they made somewhat fantastic. Like Mm -hmm. that documentary was so revelatory where the director is deluded. He says it's an important, I quote an important film about eating, (laughs) eating life and death and family it examines all the big issues of life and he said that and then also but then like the 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 editor i think also said that it was a huge success he credited the success of things like harry potter to troll too <laughs> he said it paved the way for the success of harry potter
2: now hang on a second because this <laughs> is was a troll one the characters were called that
1: Oh, you discovered that after summer but yeah. that's nothing to do with this. So, I'm just actually, talking about enough, the. I'm just talking it, about the delusions of grandeur that the that the crew have know, about the this the success fact. of this film.
2: In Troll One, the lead characters, father oh, yeah. and son, were Harry Potter Senior and Harry Potter Junior.
0: Okay, so that's actually not as crazy. A cl- oh, I know this is. Well, actually, no, it is nothing because this film he has nothing to do with to right. the the box office. Uh, Masterpiece. That was Troll One. I'm not gonna lie. I have no nah. idea what happens in Troll One. I did all I didn't. No now. research whatsoever it on that all film well. for this film.
2: It actually, it actually did quite well. It, it was did. kind of the reason why it was called Troll Two was to capitalize on the success of Troll One. It actually did quite well at the
0: box office. Mm. Yeah, because actually, funny enough, after um, recently myself, myself and Dave, we did an episode on Jaws: The Revenge, and in my uh did research for that one I found out that there is a film that is technically jaws 5 it's called cruel jaws it has nothing whatsoever to do with the jaws franchise but it's the if you look at it it's the exact same font it's the jaws is in the title and I think like that, it's a shark film made and for about uh, the twenty next quid.
2: episode of You're on Crack, we'll, yeah. be- <laughs> yeah. well, that's just
1: like when you get this—the you know supermarket brand cereals and the colouring and the lettering is pretty much bang on the great big brand ones, you know, Choco Rice. <laughs> and it's like, oh, there's an interesting looking. Hello, would you like a box of Melog's <laughs> Mice Miss <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't know about you, box sounds delicious.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <It's- laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Good bit of protein. Good bit of protein. <laughs> um, I suppose that's one of the things I, I guess there's so many aspects of this film that are so bad, but there was one burning question that when the film ended, I went, why? The biggest logical fallacy is why do the goblins go to all this effort mm. to feed people this, these magical food concoctions that turn them into plants and essentially into plant mulch for them to eat? Why don't they just eat plants? Why do they have to convert human meat into plants? That's like pretty much all animals that eat plants are herb are herbivores. They don't hunt. That's kind of the point. It just seems like a lot of work to go to when really you just want to eat plants.
0: Because even like
2: in the standoff scene, you know, the family are in- inside the house and all the townspeople, and what do you, Sheriff Ned Flanders is outside. Like,
0: yeah, I his love his that part. Is Freak, Gene, is Freak- <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: Gene Freak. Gene <laughs> <Sheriff> Freak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's absolutely amazing right but there's this uh, uh, the the store owner uh, says that if they have to kill them if they have to kill the people to turn before they turn them into mulch that they have to soak them in vinegar overnight so it's actually quite a decent process they have to turn them well, turn them into plants while they're alive otherwise the meat, Will spoil blood
3: will get into the, the meat, and you're putting way too much thought spoil. in it. it, like it... It's... it's like killing a lobster, Do you
2: know that kind of thing? And it, like, so I mean, lads, plant a few carrots that would actually be a lot easier <laughs> if they
1: really like you know. plants that much. And also, the meat is not just it seems to be toxic to them. I mean, let's not forget that Joshua sort of beats them by pulling <laughs> out of his backpack, a which baby. she was like only to use at times of great salad. need. <laughs> Given yeah. to him by his dead ghost grandad who somehow had a backpack with a sandwich in it for him to pull out the right moment. I did genuinely wonder for a second were they sponsored by like a Sandwich Company or something mm. for that to be the, the the tin hat on it. Like but they do describe in like there's a bit earlier in the film as well where they're they're having some weird goblin meeting and Joshua's spying on them in the attic. Preacher you know,
0: David this, Hasselhoff, whatever,
1: yeah. And no one yeah, yeah, and no <gasps> no one saw that skateboard was going to fall in when he left it right by the hole in the yeah. ceiling. But the anyway, only thing
0: you just... don't see is the director's hand <laughs> pushing it.
1: Yeah, but like all of them are talking about, when you do hear snippets of the conversation, listening on, they're talking about how awful meat is, but also the meat in people, like, bladders. Ugh. <laughs> and then, livers and kidneys. Ugh. And you're going... Just I, I, think, I, I think region. it goes back oh, to what the god. writer it's not
3: to cut you off Sean I think it goes back to what the writer was trying to do as they say in the documentary itself is this was a revenge film you might as well just call it V for Vendetta with the beginning for Vegetarian Vendetta
1: <laughs> Jesus she's going to be real angry when she hears about the vegan movement <sighs>
3: oh, fire a couple eggs um...
1: <laughs> then we shall have Troll
0: 3 <laughs> I th- <did> I... <laughs> good god that, no
1: that's in development hell
2: Troll 2
3: Part 2 is written. Why would you curse us with this information?
2: I mean,
0: Troll 2 Part 2 is that text thread that I sent to you while I was, while I was watching this film. Um, it's, but, okay, so. Uh, um, yeah, I'll fix this in post. But
2: You're the host, get it back, Sean, get it back
0: take a moment breathe. there counseling. is thank you <laughs> thank you no, there is anna you you used a good word there earnest like there is an earnestness about this like in no way is this a good film and nobody would accuse it of that but it is in a way it's the kind of spirit of the podcast plug uh, it's a bit of crack do you know what I mean? It's you. You, yeah. you kind of have the impression that everyone except Joshua, who I feel while he was making this film, they promised him Oscars. I mean, they, they he was going to be yeah. the next Macaulay Culkin, you know, and you know, yeah. there but for the grace of Home Alone, um, and.
1: <laughs> um, well, he actually the kid who played Joshua, the, the actor, he is the maker oh, is of the the one? we've been I to a lot. I, I, I yeah. must go I
0: thought it was oh my god kid. I I thought he was the one that made the Okay.
1: Yeah. No no he's making it and he admits how, you know, he was hoping to be a star, he wanted to be a child star. He thought getting this part, a lead part, he was gonna um launch his career as a child actor and therefore an actor and then you He did didn't get
2: he v- didn't see it until like Christmas a few years later when someone gave him a VHS copy of the tape. Of the, of the film, like, and... Yeah, he got it for Christmas. Christmas.
1: He says, like, literally 90 minutes later. I have the quote. It's an amazing oh, quote, God. what he says. Um, he says he watched it and... What was it? Oh. He got... He watched the film and 90 minutes later, my childhood dreams went up in flames. I hated oh, it. Oh, <laughs>
0: Like, because he's just a kid. I'd like... That's... Like, whatever about the adults, they knew what they were doing. But... You know the the kid. In fairness, uh, well, actually, I suppose yeah. The the adults knew what they were doing. That is very much open to open to question. Um, but oh no, it's, it's not nice to hear that.
1: Um, no, I know. To be honest, actually, as child actors go, the script and story he's dealing with is terrible. I actually didn't think his performance was actually bad for a child actor. He certainly did the frightening he did. Thing very yeah. well. He gave a lot of energy to his performance. No, he's no friggin', you know, you're one who played Matilda or whatever, but he wasn't terrible. He just was working with terrible material and the adult actors weren't actors so they couldn't even support yeah. his performance
0: well. Uh, like him. he...
3: Well, you could contribute that to the director though, not necessarily him, to, to prove your point. He actually yeah. put effort and he just had poor mm.
0: Yeah, Yeah, like I think... Yeah. Yeah. uh, What? What's? What's? What's the old phrase? You know, a a good actor. No, uh, a good script can save a bad actor, but a great actor can't save a bad script. And Troll Two will haunt your (laughs) dreams. But you will remember. it. (laughs) Oh,
3: the best nightmares always stick with you for a lifetime.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I would totally say to someone who hasn't seen this, watch it because it's an experience. You know, you have to watch it to go, oh my God, this thing exists. Someone made this. This is insane. Ha ha ha. But this is what's interesting. Um, I probably wouldn't watch it again. Yeah, I probably wouldn't watch it again. Uh, Once was good. Once was fun. Once was enough. I I can't see this. (laughs) And
0: actually, Mike, what do you think about this? I, I can't see this becoming, say, the... Batman and Robin uh, film and have a bit of fun. I, I thought it was. I'm glad to have seen it. As I said, like I'm. I, I think it was. It was a bit of fun. I, I you know, we've we, we've enjoyed this, but I don't know. I mean, I think for one thing, it's not like it's got rapid fire puns ala Batman and Robin. It's not like it's got those iconically bad scenes out of the room. It's. Yeah. With, with the exception of a couple, what do you think? Is this the kind of film that you reckon, you want a bottle of tequila and we'll get through this and we'll have a bit of fun at a party?
3: I think this is a movie that has three faces to it. I actually do think there is a chance that someone could sit down, have a bottle of port, tequila, whiskey, scotch, you name it, and enjoy it. But if you're watching it sober, and I've watched this movie about four or five times now, because wow. I, get in, I get in one of those where I actually try to solve what went wrong (laughs) but this is a film of three things it has one it has the arrogance of the director and it has like a lack of direction multiple different avenues it has like 50 to 60 different directions it wants to go to it's like a neurotic brain on crack and then the third part is i actually think and i would agree that this film is an experience as much as you will question your sanity after watching it it will be one of those films that you will actually reflect back on and go, you know, it was a really bad film. But if you watch it with a couple of your friends, mm. it's going to be one of those things that you can actually reflect on and laugh at and go, Jesus Christ, why did we waste our life?
2: <laughs> I absolutely agree. Like, this is my second time watching it. The first time I watched it on my own. But I couldn't wait to share it with someone else. Like, I didn't know you had separately suggested this to Sean until he said it to me and I was like oh my god we can you know this, someone else has seen this and I was dying to watch it with Anna and it is one of those films that yeah it, you want to share it because
0: Anna and I we we had our, our cherries thoroughly popped this week with this
1: no no we had our popcorn cannot
0: argue with that <laughs>
1: We had our corn popped, baby. Our corn was thoroughly popped. No,
0: popcorn. Like, yeah. I suppose coming coming to the end of this, you know, there are academic studies that I could write on this film because I would love to be able to say I wrote an academic film on Troll 2. uh, Academic er, piece on Troll 2. But I think, yeah, Mike, you've, (laughs) you've... You're opinion of what you just said should be on any hard copy of this it should be written on the back it should be put in you know bold text because it's the nicest thing anyone's ever going to uh, say i would add a
3: thing. hazard um, thing should be put along with it like hazardous material yeah, that's
0: true. That,
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. maybe like a trigger warning like
0: this you will have radiation have to I, I would love to- Things. <laughs> 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 i like hand that hand one warning. right there we, we, we should like to, or just get, like, you know, say, uh, you know, a, a picture of Jack Nicholson put on the front. And he goes, you can't handle the troll too. That was
3: so bad it worked. Oh, that just yeah. made the movie better. I don't know how.
0: Like, I, just, I, I, I wish, in a way, in a way, I wish this was one of those films where someone... Had, you know, broke out as a huge, you know, leprechaun a Jennifer Aniston, you know, something like that. I wish it was one of those. I wish someone had gone on to have this huge career. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Because of this film, I completely understand why nobody involved in this film went on to have a huge career. Um <laughs>
1: Yeah, this film actively destroyed some of their careers. You're the one who played, who played Holly. She says that she found it really hard. She literally didn't put it on her resume, but then people would no, go, No, oh, I wasn't. Weren't you in that that film? And she'd like, oh, I couldn't lie, so I'd go, yes. Oh. And then she wouldn't get the part. Um, now, that could be because she was so terrible that, well. she, as we saw in Troll 2, she didn't get it. Maybe she's blaming the film uh, incorrectly for her own lack of ability. But um, I definitely don't think this film helped anyone's career because yeah, well, none of true. them are acting, you know. Oh, well, one of them,
2: uh, like one of the actors, is actually, he's written three New York Times best selling oh, novels. fair play!
1: Yeah, he's got into writing. No.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's he's done really well. Like, and most of them are, in, in fairness, most of them are a handful are doing quite well for themselves. But none of them are doing well for themselves in acting in the acting or the movie world at all.
1: Nah, they're just getting on with more normal lives, and then occasionally they go to these signings and screenings in, in different states, and then they feel like a celebrity for a short while, and then it's just yes, back to normal yeah. life, you know. Which in a um, way is kind of
0: sweet. Okay, <laughs> well, I suppose we've kind of. Uh, I mean, I, again, what what else do I say? Um, Apologize, I would say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> watch yeah. To
0: anyone who has made it to the end, not that <laughs> what Someone we spoke about wasn't apology. deep and great, but yes, to anyone who didn't switch off when they saw what film we were covering this week, um, thank you very much for sticking around. Um,
2: I think, I think you know, the problem is you need to apologise to people who are listening. Oh no, 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 no. no. Go now and watch this film. No. So apologise
1: in advance. No, we don't. No, no, we don't apologise. Also, course. I think if
0: just anyone any has got to and just hear just and to say they haven't seen the film, film but they notice it. It's on you, mate. You—we have done like this is the this is the warning that gets put in front of the film. You're on crack, mate. You're on crack, this, mate. <laughs> this is the film. Yeah. That justifies the existence this the of this podcast. Yeah. You're on crack, mate.
1: Maybe, maybe you need to be on crack to watch it, or maybe you'll get a better experience to be <laughs> on crack to watch it.
2: For something that you will, maybe
3: that's why the director. Mm, likes
2: it. Yeah, I I think for something that you will hate yourself but thoroughly enjoy watch the film for something that you will actually just thoroughly enjoy watch the documentary best worst movie because it's absolutely brilliant it is already even just on its own it's a solid documentary
1: even just getting to watch exactly what, what you were saying about the ego of the director is so oh evident god. in that documentary my god he's a he's he he's a bit of a of
2: screening for verbally abusing the cast <laughs> <laughs> like it was A. Q&A. He wasn't on stage. The cast were. They were in the film. And he started verbally abusing. He was it. heckling them. And they don't show it in the film. But the reason he's standing outside. And they're interviewing him outside. Is because he got escorted out.
1: <laughs> and that man. Made this. The all X-rated. man made 24 films. Yeah, go watch.
0: Um, <laughs> Mike. What would be your closing thoughts. On Troll 2.
3: Anyone that watches it. I would apologise ahead of time for the nightmare that you're going to have the rest of your life no but seriously i'd say sit back enjoy it just don't do it alone it's one of those things where you're going to want someone else to suffer just as much as you
0: yeah and anna and dave anything to add
2: what i'd say is uh i the first time i watched it i i watched it a whole what the what am i watching what is this the second time i watched it to echo what mike said i watched it with anna and i had the best time watching it because we were just cracking up laughing. Absolutely watch it with someone.
1: Yeah, I think I could probably sum up my whole thoughts and deep and complex about <laughs> with one word. Why?
0: Why is <laughs> Troll 2? <two>? Why? <sighs> <sighs> That's, uh, I mean, I I don't know if I've articulated it very well, but I think I've covered everything I have to say on this film. I have now done that. And my initial reaction to all three of you is what it has not changed. I no longer know if there is beauty in the world because I have seen Troll 2.
2: (laughs) I will say to you what I said to you on Twitter. You know there is beauty on the world because compared to the piss stained, shit filled balloon that is Troll 2. Everything else shines with beauty
0: and there we have it <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of our episode for this week guys thank you so much for joining us whether you think we're mad for what we've said think we're stunning and wonderful or frankly think we're on crack let us know Mike if anybody wants to reach out and get in touch wh- how can they how can they find you and where yeah. will they find you where the can the they punish you crying. for this film
3: no, um, my twitter handle is pyro underscore that's
0: Cool, that's great. I'll I'll put that in the description for this episode. Uh, Dave and Anna, same question.
2: So I'm on Twitter as at Mercedave.
1: and I'm on Twitter at at Anna Simpson eighty seven.
2: And myself and Anna are both on Twitter on at Devil's Podficut, Podvocate P O D V O C A T E for our podcast, which will be launched by the time this episode airs.
0: Probably will, and like that, I will make sure to link all of that in the description for this episode. Please consider following this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or the podcast catcher of your choice. If you want to get in touch, please fire an email to youroncrackmate at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Please rate and review if you can. Every word goes a long way. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider becoming a patron over on Patreon for the same price as a coffee a month. You can get exclusive access to episodes before they air, along with creative input on episodes that we produce. For example, if you want to stop this from going to air, you can absolutely do so. We will be back next week with another episode of You're on Crack Mate. Just once more, to Mike, Anna, and Dave, thank you so much for joining me this week
2: for having
1: us man you're very welcome glad
0: to have you among the <laughs> suffering <sundry. laughs> I am certainly that I have been Sean and you have been awesome